Welcome to the Trenches Talk podcast. Thank you. Thank you for having me. So yeah, if if you just want to explain who you are, like where you're from and what, what you do. Yeah, I'm a music video director and I am based in London, grew up in London and yeah, music videos is what I've been doing for the past, I'd say like 12 years now. Shot my first music video when I was 19 and I'm 32 now, I'm just turned 32. So, yeah, what's that? Yeah, 12, 13 years. Yeah, we're going on. A long time. Yeah, a long time. So, yeah, I feel like um, I'm at the end of my music video journey, but we'll obviously probably get into that. But, um, yeah, predominantly a music video director. Give me and the people watching, like, a little idea of your come up. Like, what what are, are the kind of key stages or what have the key stages been in your career so far? Yeah, so... As I said, shot my first music video when I was 19. Um, and that was just, I just fell into it, to be fair. I had a camera and this was at the time when YouTube was just becoming a thing. Like people were just kind of uploading music videos onto YouTube and we were seeing a lot of content being produced on YouTube from filmmakers and directors or upcoming directors. So I was really inspired by a lot of the YouTube early content, this was probably around um, 2011, kind of earliest days of YouTube. YouTube obviously has been around for a while, but um, yeah, earliest days. And then a friend of mine asked, oh, you've got a camera, can you shoot my video? And I want to put it on YouTube. So I was like, yeah, why not? Let's let's do it. I'll give it a go. Because again, I've, I'd been on YouTube, I'd been watching everything, I'd been watching tutorials just on how to do things because I've always been interested in the creative world. I just didn't see a path in it. But um, with that, I obviously shot the shot his first video and it went on to it went on to me shooting his next video and then his next video, his friends seeing it and then shooting their videos and then it just kind of growing from there. I was in uni studying computing so it was completely different to oh, mad. what I what what I've now fallen into with, with directing and, and music videos. I did finish uni in the end, but... Yeah, I was going to ask. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I was going to drop out, but, you know, what parents are like, they're like, yeah, no, yeah. finish that, so you've got a plan B. And, yeah, I finished um, uni. and But, yeah, during my time at uni, I was just shooting as many videos as I possibly could. And then, um, eventually, I shot a video called New Waving by Baseman in Shoptown which was kind of like my entrance into the scene for people to know my work. I'd shot quite a few videos before that. I'd worked with um, Big Tobes, who was pretty big and he's still got a name for himself now. Um, uh, Bassman, there was quite a few people. I think even at the time or during those times, I'd worked with Jay Huss as well oh, in sick. the very early days. Um, but it was Baseman and New Wave uh, and Shoptown New Waving was the video that kind of got me out there and everybody kind of realised I call Kevin knows what he's doing with the camera uh, that video then got me into working with Link Up TV so okay, yeah. it was I think it was the same year or maybe the year after Joey from Link Up TV put out a post saying we're looking for directors and I sent him a quick reel including that video and it was like oh yeah I've seen New Waving that was a sick video um come come and have a meeting um where we're holding meetings so went and met joey and then i think that same weekend just randomly he was like oh 
come down to a video we've got with Wretch 3-2 and Avelina. Yo, and I was like, okay, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'm down. Um, and originally I thought I was just going to go there, do BTS, just do anything on set to help them. And then it turns out I'm ended up shooting the video because I had a I had a GH4 at the time, which was a 4K camera, and they were still shooting on Canons, which were 1080p. Mm. So I had the better camera. And they were like, oh, yeah, you shoot it. You know how to use your camera. So, yeah, shoot the video. So I ended up shooting that video with um, another director called Daniel McLeod or McLeod. Mm. Sorry if I've ruined your name, Daniel. <laughs> but, um, yeah. I think that that moment there again after new waving was another pivotal moment for my career where i had worked with some big names in the industry and kind of proven myself to them and link up tv that i am good at what i do and i can go on to do as much as i can with uh their visuals and mm. whatever comes their way to hopefully pass on to me and and that's essentially what happened everything that was coming through link up tv was getting passed to me and I was working with yeah the likes of Scraps um Devlin at the time there was more projects with Rich and Avelino because that was during their uh Young Fire Old Flame mixtape so they had a good run with that and I was doing most of the visuals off of it and um yeah there was just loads of artists this was when Link Up TV was on fire and mm -hmm. I was I was part of that journey at the time sick and like did you consider yourself a director at that time or were you just like i'm just a guy with a camera kind of thing um i always considered myself a director um i would always put on my work directed by even though it was just me shooting and most of the time when you're self-shooting it's hard to actually direct you, <laughs> yeah. you can't do it all yeah. it's, it's it's near impossible to to light um shoot and actually give clear direction to, to talent so even though I weren't necessarily in my full bag in, in regards to director and I would always put director because I knew that's what I wanted to be I wanted to be able to direct a crew at some stage because there was a point before all of that that I've just explained there was a point that I was on set um, I forgot who the artist was and, I, and I'd seen how productions worked and because I've not come from a background of um, going to uni to study film or film school or come through the ranks of working in productions I had never really understood how it all worked mm. and I think seeing that randomly for the first time I was like yeah this is where I want to be I, I want to be that director giving directions um, but I just continued on my journey so shooting and yeah it led to me working with Link Up TV like, yeah that's, that's a really cool kind of like come up yeah. story because then you kind of like hit the jackpot almost and because really to be a director you just have to have a strong portfolio keep making good work exactly like so from from like the link up days to like where you are now like how how do you get from like a self-shooting director to directing with a crew so my path into it was buying my red camera so at the time I was still with Link Up. I've probably been with them for about two years now. And I've always been somebody that's really into technology and into gear and into equipment, into everything. I'm just, uh, I, I'd like to say I'm a geek in, in that sense. So I would always be looking for the next best camera to buy. And I would 
back then it was kind of like, all right, if I have the best camera, I'm going to shoot the best videos. So that was kind of my mentality. So I'd I'd known about a red for a while, and I'd saved up for the red, and then I bought it. Um, and with the red, obviously it's very hard to to run and gun that camera by yourself. You can't really self shoot it. I have done it a few times since owning it, but you do need a crew, and then owning that and kind of expressing that to the guys at Link Up TV and, and artists that I was working with at the time that you need a crew and if we want to get the best out of this camera to make it look like how you're seeing this camera looks in productions and Hollywood etc etc we need to hire this person to do like so we need to hire this person to to operate it etc etc so people then started to believe because they saw all right if this guy is spending I spent £10,000 on that camera and they was like, alright, if this guy is spending £10,000 on the camera, then he, I guess he knows what he's doing and he knows what he's talking about and he believes in himself to invest into himself, to kind of invest into them as well because there weren't many people with a red camera back then to be able to offer to artists on that level. So I feel like, yeah, owning and investing into that red camera at that stage is what got me into working in productions and kind of again catapulted me past just being a self-shooting director and just shooting your your typical kind of hood videos on mm. on the block if that makes sense yeah yeah that does like that makes perfect sense because like you kind of elevated one element of your kind of uh of your of your character or of your skill set and so yeah yeah that that was like you just taking it initiative and being like look i ain't I'm not messing around kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly that. So, yeah. I guess people just kind of like respect that as well. Yeah, like, yeah. They recognise it, you know. Yeah, yeah. I feel like, yeah, they bought into the fact that, yeah, Kevin is willing to spend this money. And, and a lot of artists, they weren't um, naive to the fact of what a red cam was. They they knew what a red cam is and, and what it could do and the levels of a red cam. And and half of them have never had never even seen a red cam. Like they they knew what it was, but they had never seen one before. So, me bringing that on set, it was like, yeah, Kevin stepped it up yeah. for himself and for us in a sense. So yeah, it was it was a good look. And again, it yeah, it boosted me from that point on. Mm. Yeah, it's so funny because even when like you shoot on Alexa Minis, like some artists come over and they think like they obviously heard of a red and they think red is the yeah, the camera yeah. even like you're shooting on alexa mini they go and you go oh it's alexa mini they go oh oh is it not red and yeah, yeah, like, yeah. like nah <laughs> sorry because yeah, yeah. not many people like shooting on reds like it, no, it's a bit don't. like it's a bit of hassle and yeah. i mean like me personally i don't mind but i think alexa mini has just been the kind of go-to yeah yeah yeah, yeah I've, I've now swayed over to to alexa minis i've since sold my red i don't have it anymore but back then i was pushing for red i'd always want a red and this was um i think the first crew members that i'd worked with was um sam mayer oh this yeah. was when sam was doing lighting at the time and um he was still doing lighting when i first worked with him and then eventually went over to to dp and and i would always push my red on to him and he'd be like no i don't want to shoot on the red let's 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 see if we can get a budget to hire a, a mini yeah or or an alexa of, of some sort so yeah, this was um, during those times, but I loved my red at the time, and I would always try and push for it. But I've now, I've now jumped ship. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, what, like, what's what's your go-to kind of camera at the moment, or do you do you float between a couple? Um, 
at the moment I'm floating between the mini the, the Alexas and and the Venices so I, my last project I used the Venice and mm -hmm. I really liked how it produced mm -hmm. what it produced image wise so I'd say between um Sony Venice and and Aries yeah I'm I'm, I'm floating at the moment but I, I tend to I try and leave it to the DP mm -hmm. just because um even though I've come from an era of self-shooting and like I said I've I've always been into the cameras and I know what cameras can do and I know how to operate most of them as well. I've kind of got to that point now where I need to pass that over to the DP and, and mm -hmm. trust the DP on his choice. And I'll still liaise with them and, and maybe give my suggestion. And the DP that I work with, Dominic Lake, mm -hmm. he's always um, pretty open and, and cool with whatever choices I make. But at the same time, I trust fully into whatever he decides to do and what he wants to go with so yeah sure yeah. and um like in your eyes like what makes a good music video what makes a good music video something that i can watch from beginning to end and not get bored i try and make it progress from beginning to end even if i'm shooting a, a simple video on on the block or in a street or wherever i try and make it progress from beginning to end and i feel those types of videos are what go on to have that rewatch factor and and make a good music video and almost like if you're if you weren't there on set especially if it's a party type video it makes you want to be there and make you want to like having been a part of that video whether you're being in it or being behind the scenes or whatever i feel like having that element of rewatch factor, um, progression and making that person or the viewer wanting to be a part of it is is kind of, for me, what makes a good music video. When I feel like I've nailed all three, I feel like I've done a good job. Yeah, so, yeah, because like with performance videos, it can be tricky to, like you say, hold that th people's attention because, yeah. um, you know, it's because you don't necessarily have a narrative, but you, you need the video to progress in a sense yeah yeah for it not to get boring exactly like what like how did you kind of get yeah how did you kind of get around that like are there any tricks that you've kind of learned learned on the way or so one of my main clients and one of uh, a group of artists that i work with a lot is nsg mm. and i feel like i've discovered this kind of um well, not discovered but i've kind of come to this conclusion of progressing the videos through working with them because there were there's six of them and you could easily go out and shoot maybe three performance scenes with them and just merge that all together and that's your video there but when i'm shooting with them i always try and shoot at least six different scenes with each one of them so again the video progresses and every time you're seeing a new verse from one of the artists or one of the the, the group members you're seeing a new clip or a new scene or a new setup so I feel like working with NSG and having to work with a group um, that's kind of really helped me in terms of coming up with videos that don't get boring and they can progress from beginning to end especially each time you see a new face in the video so and then with me being the editor so I edit like 95% of my music videos I've kind of or I do have the control in how that uh, plays out as well in the edit so on set I'm thinking of article I need to shoot six different scenes maybe even a few more just to show them 
like interacting together so i'll do the solo scenes and then maybe i'll do like two or three group scenes and then if it has a narrative then maybe we'll include some of those bits as well but um yeah i'll i'll get that done and then in the edit i'll construct how this is going to flow from beginning to end so i tend to have full control and being an editor is is a great thing for for your own video because then you do have the control yeah, like, yeah. do you ever feel like that control kind of slips out of your hands sometimes? Um, in regards to editing or... Yeah, in or like in, to... in regard to like the the whole video, you know, like dealing with people's opinions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 100%. You're always going to get that. Um, it doesn't matter what role you play, whether you're the, the editor, the producer, the director. If somebody else is paying for the video, they're always going to have their say. And even if it's just the artist and it's being paid for by a record label, the, the artist is, is still his art as well. So he's got to have a say and maybe their managers have, have to have a say. And then going over to the label, you've got the commissioners and you've got the, the actual label themselves. So everybody's kind of got to have a say. And even though it is your art, you are having to sacrifice at times and it does slip away sometimes. And at times it's slipped away so much where it's like, I don't even want to put my name on this anymore because it's, it's not what, it's not the work that I wanted to produce. So it has happened a few times and it will, I feel like it will always kind of happen because yeah, they're paying for the video. So you have to keep them happy. Yeah, I feel like working in the industry, you have to play that politics game of kind of seeing your video get watered down like, bit by bit yeah. by bit yeah yeah yeah. it's kind of like soul destroying like a little you know yeah, yeah to the point of like yeah you know like you said that you don't want to put your name on it yeah yeah um it's super annoying at times but mm. yeah like i said they, they are paying for it so you kind of need to give and take at times how do you kind of like navigate that like politics are there do you like say to people up front like what the video is going to be? I mean, like I know ultimately you, you can't you can't say like no to people's opinions, but yeah. have there been like certain things or certain like ways where you've kind of got around that a bit? Um, I think for me, thankfully, I have strong relationships with the artists, and this is a lot of the time before they've been signed, and even whilst they're signed, and. I can kind of speak to the artist and we get to an understanding of, of what we want to do. And then once the artist is kind of on my side and we're both on the same page, it's then easier to, to sway the record label a bit more. Um, I don't do it intentionally, so don't, um, don't come for me record labels, but it, it does help when the artist is on your side. Kind of leading on from that last point that we spoke about, what project would you shoot if money wasn't an issue a good idea that i've always had is to kind of recreate um men in black okay. so i wanted to recreate men in black in a music video for a while Sick. and uh, yeah you can probably have the idea if i don't <laughs> do it because again i feel like i'm coming out of the music video space but i've always wanted to have maybe two artists play will smith and um what's the other guy's name yeah i can't remember his name i can see his face though yeah 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 yeah. but it'll be wicked if i could have that as as um as the uh the premise for a music video one day and i've pitched the idea to 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 labels before and they've just not caught on so i've just got it there and i'm holding on to it um hopefully i get to use it one day but if i do 
that would be a cool idea and then I'll, I would obviously need to implement visual effects and all of this like type of stuff which can cost a lot of money but yeah going back to what we were saying I, I like to take from film and and use narratives to to build my music video out and and create something cool mm. yeah um like touching on that last point you said you know you've kind of pitched that to labels and whatnot and no one's really yeah. like stuck with it like do you wish there was more backing from like labels or the people that fund these things just to kind of trust in the director's vision yeah yeah most definitely and i feel like because how it works is labels will send you a brief and most of the time the brief outlay outlays what they want already so they're kind of giving you the idea as to what they want to do and there are cases where you get an open brief which just means yeah there's there's no idea do what you want to do but even then they kind of have in their head what they want so if there was a thing of an open brief meant all right do what you want and they came about more often and they trusted in us i feel like the uk music video scene would be a lot further and we'll be creating stuff that are a lot more just exciting and and iconic to watch because i feel like in the last maybe five years there's been great videos and there's yeah there's been some amazing videos but there's not been many iconic ones where you would watch them back and be like all right in 10 years that video is going to be um referenced or everybody's going to love that video in 10 years from now like there's not been many of those yeah yeah i get that and it's like that kind of those cultural like stamps of like you were talking about that like puff video it's like yeah you're still talking about that but exactly. it was so iconic and exactly they're like there was that video um recently it was ants live like the guy uh the guy on the horse in like Sw the swiss mountains yeah yeah like yeah, yeah, shot yeah. on film like that like that was a sick video and like i don't know what went on behind the scenes there but like the director definitely got like control over it maybe the artist got control and like it felt like that was a video for them yeah yeah that was their stamp on it yeah yeah and like that that like blew, blew up on tiktok on the socials people were clipping that all the yeah. time and it's like oh my god that's so refreshing yeah 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 you know and, what i mean yeah yeah and i feel like you just said they they somehow got control and and were able to create something like that because if you if you wrote that in a treatment and sent that to a record label they'll they'll probably think, nah, it's not really what we're trying to capture. It's not the vision we see for the artists. And it would get shut down. And a lot of the time when I do treatments and I've got a crazy idea, like let's say I came up with that idea, um, but I knew of a safer option and I knew of something that they would accept, I I sometimes do two treatments. So I'll send in both treatments. I'll be like, I would really like to do this idea because I feel like it would really suit the song and it will be a sick idea and the artist is down to do it, I'd sometimes message the artist and be like, would you be up for doing it? And I would share that with the label, and then I'd say, all right, if you're not into that, here's a safer option, and nine times out of 10, they'll go with the safer option just because they don't want to take the chance with the, with the crazier option. But like we've seen with that video, it can work. And when it does work, that video then becomes the video that everybody tries to copy and and yeah you see and, it like 10 times and then over. we see it 10 times over and it's not original anymore so 
I feel like if we was all able to just go out and do our own thing, you wouldn't get as much copying of, of visuals. And, and sometimes, yeah, it's not the director's fault that they've shot a scene or, or a clip that looks similar to another video that they've seen a month ago. It's, it's down to record labels and sometimes artists um, wanting to replicate what they've seen that has been successful. And they want to try and get a piece of that success by replicating what they've seen, basically. It's hard to get, like, to progress the culture when you're in that sort of system. Like, yeah. when you can't take the risks, you can't do those, like, mad ideas because you're afraid of, of like, well, one, not getting funding, but two, people not liking it. But, like, really, like, it's when you take those risks, when you think outside the box and actually execute it then like that's how the culture progresses that's how you progress the artist you know exactly exactly that yeah you do run that risk but like like i've said it's if it works it becomes an, an iconic moment and it becomes something that people then clip and it's reshared and and people remember it for years to come and it's good that people do copy because it shows that you've done something right but they're only copying because yeah like i said the labels want something similar like i do feel you do get those odd videos and those those directors which do push their style yeah yeah. like like crown and owls like they definitely have like a yeah. pretty unique style and you do get those videos it's just at a slow slow rate yeah, um, yeah. which is annoying because you know you know like we all kind of got into this industry you know it's gonna sound cliche but like to make art and like yeah. you know be creative but like ultimately that's why we got into it and i sometimes feel that we lose that kind of reason why we first started it when you kind of have to play this game definitely yeah yeah, yeah. it and it's yeah it's annoying and it 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 somewhat makes you lose love for it at times like i think in the past year or two i've kind of lost love for doing music videos because of that like i felt like i've been doing the same music video for the past two years and again it's 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 not really down to us we we try and pitch new ideas and new kind of creative topics and and things to do differently but they get shut down quite a lot so yeah um yeah moving on to your youtube channel yeah um like you make a lot of content um well and you post a lot of content on instagram about uh, the director and artist kind of relationship. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that, like, how how did that come about? So, I've always wanted to do that, to to do those type of videos, um, just as little skits. Um, probably from like two, three years ago. But during this time, I was very heavy into doing music videos. For, and one, I didn't have the time. Two, I didn't want to upset anybody because <laughs> I feel like if you go into the comment section and if you even read some of my dms it's like oh, i've really wanted to say this but i don't want to like, upset anybody and you're speaking for all of us like everybody is going through and living the exact same experiences they just don't want to say anything because they don't want to alienate anybody and they don't want to upset anybody but going because i my path now is kind of veering off into film I feel like, all right, cool, I can speak up. And whoever I upset, it's it's on them. It's not really on me because 
it's it's not a personal thing. I'm not I'm not saying it to any particular artist or any particular label or anybody that I I work with or for. It's just a general consensus amongst people that I work with. Like they're all doing the same thing, and a lot of the time they don't realize it. Like there was one video I did um, where I mentioned the artist asking for an edit like the same day that they've shot the video and I think young Philly commented it was like oh right is that how we really sound like we're, we're sounding mad so he's he's kind of realized that he's done that and he probably didn't realize that he's done it and he's clocking now that I've I've, I've released that that little skit and a lot of artists have, have said the same thing and they're not taking it personal thankfully and, and it's not a bad thing that that I've done this and now when I'm shooting videos, it's kind of like artists are saying, oh, I'm watching what I do now, I'm watching what I say, and then just so I don't end up in one of your skits, then I'm not a, a, a talking point um, when when you go away from me and, and have to do an edit or whatever it may be. So it's, it's given food for thought for not only creators, but the artists that we work with as well. And like, what's the, what's the one thing that you would say is like the most important thing that you've learned like along that way um what's the most important thing i kind of i come from a world of doing everything like i'm shooting it i'm editing it i'm back then i was lighting it i was i was doing everything so you kind of need to learn everything and then you need to learn the business of maintaining your money and um, being self-employed and all that kind of stuff so i guess the one thing i've learned or the the, the key thing that I've learned is just um how to run a business I guess because this essentially is a business and even though we're creating art um we kind of need to be able to manage our money and and manage the business side of things so we can continue to create what we want to create and just continue to live especially so I think that was a very important thing for me learning how to make my money stretch because there's times at, uh, as all directors will know there there may be a certain month that's not busy and you may have like one or two jobs that month and then the next month you've got like 10 videos and you're making serious money and then um the next month it's not as busy so you have to make that that month stretch into the into the next month so it's it's that for me was probably the the, the most crucial thing and the most important thing to learn and I feel like every director should or creative in general should kind of um, focus a lot of time on managing themselves and managing their money and knowing how to balance themselves because there's nothing worse than not having money and then you're having to work and do jobs that you don't want to do just to make money and we all go through that phase where we need a bit of a cash injection and we're doing jobs that we we don't want to do and that's when you start falling out of love with what you're doing mm. and like how how have you diversified kind of your income if if, if that's a like in that sense like is it just is it just directing yeah. from directing gigs or do you have you diversified that but i think in throughout the past i think before 2021 I used to have enough jobs and even going even throughout 2022 as well I, I was getting enough jobs to just do directing music videos solely and I think coming into 2023 
as we was discussing before, it's been a weird year this year where there hasn't been as many music videos floating around. And I've then now diversified by going into content stuff. So people have seen my my uh, TikToks, my Instagram and, and my YouTube and really like, cool, Kevin can do these stuff. And I'm now getting calls for that, which was never the plan to be fair. I just wanted to create those stuff to get a point across that. You guys are annoying me sometimes, <laughs> but um, I guess other people have seen it and, and seen that, oh, cool, I can do those stuff too. And I've never really, even though I've focused on music videos for a long time and I've kind of made my lane in that world, I've always been open to doing other things. So in my time, I've done a documentary for like Link Up TV when I was there, for example, and I've done short films that have not released but I've I've just tried my hand in, in loads of different things and that's one so, so I know how different things work and I get experience and expertise in different areas and two when moments are slow in maybe a music video world or if moments are slow in the content creation world I can bounce between them. So like what would you look to take on kind of new younger directors yeah, yeah, yeah. So kind of expand that way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. So I've had um, a couple directors shoot through my production company before, and yeah, as many of them as possible. I'd love to kind of bring them on board and and help them and give them my expertise. Because another thing I do on my YouTube is the odd tutorial here and there and and behind the scenes, just teaching them, kind of similar to what you're doing as well, mm -hmm. and just giving back to like people that want to get into our industry. And I feel like if I can do that either through YouTube or hands-on with you coming and, and trusting me with your project for me to produce it and giving you the guidance to, to create a great piece of art, then I would love to be a part of that because, yeah, I do love seeing people grow and, and become great in, in whatever it is that they do. Uh, yeah, and, and having a hand in it, it would I'd be very proud to yeah, be able to help anybody that's, that's down yeah for sure allow me to help like yeah because obviously kind of creating art you kind of do it from a bit of like an ego kind of standpoint you know like this is me this is what i can do etc etc mm -hmm. and i think that's that's something that i've realized and hence why like i'm trying to do this podcast and start up this channel is to kind of like no i actually want to do some kind of like good yeah and like pay it forward and yeah I was just kind of, I just kind of put myself in my position to where I was so like none of like when I first joined the industry like none of my family were in the creative industries or anything yeah, so yeah. I just had to just get, get out there yeah, yeah like yeah. get my foot in the door and I was like look like it's tough because everything was kind of like closed off and like you needed to know this person yeah, or that yeah. person and like I was like damn it shouldn't be it shouldn't be like that like yeah. it should be you know where we'll you know that this type of information should be shared and should be accessible yeah and I, I, I guess that's kind of why i started this channel and i feel like you're very similar to that as well yeah yeah 100 percent. because again going back to the time when i first started around the 2011 2012 mark youtube there were tutorials online but they you couldn't find much i think one of the main channels that i watched was film right and yeah. <laughs> as a creative many many people and freddie wong and freddie wong yeah, yeah, yeah man yeah crazy all, the, all those guys i used to watch religiously i was yeah. i was and 
it weren't even geared towards music videos so i would watch them and maybe take things from them that all right cool i could use that in a music video or i could use that so there was nothing tailored towards music videos and i've realized over time yeah if there has been more and more on on youtube but if i can be kind of an opening for a, a, a younger generation for music videos in the uk and they trust and 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 can learn from what i teach that would be great for what and and kind of yeah do what those channels did for me at the time and yeah pay it forward like you said mm. so yeah I'd, i would really love to have that ability to do that yeah sick sick and like kind of on on a final note like what would you say to a, a person just starting out of their journey into this industry um i would say a lot of people say this and it's become a bit cliche over the time, but just, yeah, get out and film as much as you can. Um, that was one thing I did at the time as well. And that's kind of why my friend entrusted in me to do his first music videos, cause he was seeing just random stuff that I was filming. And another thing that I've been doing a lot recently is kind of documenting the journey. And this is more from like a, a mental health kind of side. So I felt like we all get in our moments where it's like, ah, oh, there's no jobs and we feel a bit down and we we tend not to appreciate what we've done and how far we've come. So I feel like with documenting the journey, it helps you to look back and realize, oh, well, I did that and I did this and oh, yeah, that that was a big moment in my career and I've, I've really changed my, like, from where I was, I've changed my life. And, and done great things so yeah document as many things as possible and when you look back in a year's time two years time three years time you realize how far you've come and it will really help push you forward it will give you that edge and i feel like that's really worked for me in the past couple of years having done that yeah that's that's, su that's such a good note to kind of leave it on yeah. um because yeah sometimes you you do forget about what you've done you get so caught up in the moment and yeah whatever right, else right. is going yeah, on yeah, yeah yeah that like the younger you if 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 they knew what you were doing now on yeah. like would be going crazy yeah, yeah, and yeah. like you kind of come kind of get numb to it so yeah it's always it's always good to kind of realize where you where you've come from how far you've come and 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 what you've achieved and yeah yeah 100 percent agree wicked man well yeah thanks kevin thanks so much um thank you everyone go follow kevin on his socials his youtube as well any final sign off message you want to say um just yeah i guess catch me in the film world hopefully <laughs> that's, that's it catch and, him in hollywood soon yeah catch me in hollywood and yeah artists don't don't take <laughs> yeah. my my skits too personal like yeah it's it's, it's not that deep as we see yeah <laughs> all right cool well yeah nice one thank thank you kevin thanks very much thank you thank you